Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord God and Savior and His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Advent, for me at least, or most of the time, is all about managing expectations, right? As we get closer to Christmas, our expectations grow or decrease of what we expect based on the events that we see coming up. Now, while the reason for the season is Jesus and his birth on Christmas, we, if we were honest with ourselves, would have to admit that we're really managing all sorts of other expectations that go along with the season as well. Quite honestly, none are really directly about the reason for the season, but all are important in their own right. For instance, most of us tend to visit some sort of family or friends around Christmas, and for some of us it might be a joyous occasion, but for others it may be a moment of complete panic. What in a perfect world would be an amazing, fun time together is often full of traps and landmines left from previous battles. So we find ourselves at work hard on managing these expectations of what might be. Another little expectation that we run headlong into at Christmas is the expectation of gifts. And while true, Christmas is about gifts, or more appropriately, the gift, the gifts I'm talking about here are the ones we both give and receive. And in this case, we manage our expectations as well. Thoughts like, will the kids like the things we got them, are ones that run through my head at least, right? Or expectations like, Uh, I sure hope I haven't duplicated a gift I gave somebody last year, right? Uh, We don't want to do that. Or, oftentimes nowadays, I get Christmas cards in the mail, and our family just never gets around to sending them. So, should I or shouldn't I send Christmas cards? I feel like I'm getting all these Christmas cards, and ah, is there an expectation that I return a Christmas card to somebody else, or... Is it just nice to receive them and just enjoy what we get? Will I get the present I want? Or do I really deserve the things I get? These are all our thoughts and expectations, all things that get in our way as we prepare ourselves for the blessed event that is Christmas, the time when Christ has come. And if we think a little bit about today's readings, the gospel specifically, both of these expectations are found for us in our reading from Luke. Our gospel today starts with Mary heading off on a journey to hill country in Judah. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go, or something like that, right? Mary wasn't going to her grandma's, but she was going to Judah to visit a relative, somebody tangentially probably who she knew but probably didn't spend a whole lot of time with. She had just heard some interesting news from an angel, which is not how my holidays usually begin, 
But she is hoping to find somebody who will understand her situation a bit better. And who more perfect than her elderly relative who just became pregnant in almost an odd a circumstance as her own, right? The expectation of a warm welcome was probably not the first thing on her mind. I mean, she was pregnant, unwed, and for the most part, she felt unwanted. So off she ran with haste to her relative's house to hide for a season. She hoped that the whole situation wouldn't get any messier than it already was, but she was soon to find out that that was not an expectation that would become her reality. Her expectations of a simple home for the holidays were wrecked as soon as she announced her visit. Quote, And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. Not only that, but the Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaims her good fortune by having Mary and her Lord visit her. That's not exactly the greeting I get for Christmas, and I'm sure it's not the greeting Mary expected on her visit. It wasn't exactly the low-profile visit that she was looking for, nor the quiet visit to hilly Judah, but it was what the Lord had prepared. It was what God expected. It was what he had planned and worked into being through his word. It was exactly what she needed at the time and exactly what we need as well. The Lord, the Savior, is coming into existence in strange ways. His announcer being born to an old woman and leaping at the sound of Mary's voice are exactly the words we need to hear. And so we too sometimes ask the same questions Elizabeth had. Why has the Lord come to visit me? Right? Why do I receive this undeserved gift? What have I done to have such a precious thing given to me? A present? I didn't even send out Christmas cards, right? So once again, our expectations of what is to come are turned upside down, just as Elizabeth's upon hearing that Mary had arrived. At that point, this visit from her young relative turned from hiding shame to accepting the joyous gift that had arrived at her doorstep. From shame to grace. She set aside her expectations as well and and accepted the unexpected. That's really hard to say. I wrote that. It sounded good in my head, right? Accepted the unaccepted. She faced the fact that her Lord was in her house and she had the distinct honor to be part of his story. And now, ours. She was truly blessed by the fulfillment of God's words, as we have heard at the end of the gospel. The fact remains that we are blessed as well. We bear witness to the same grace and the Holy Spirit that was poured out on Mary and on Elizabeth. We sing the same song that Mary sang as she responded to Elizabeth's kind greeting in the Magnificat, 
And we are grateful that the Lord comes to our house and includes us in his story today. So where does that leave our expectations? Do we still expect the worst and hope for the best all at the same time? Do we still struggle with what to expect as we celebrate Christmas? Are we still concerned that a gift like Jesus can't possibly be meant for a person like me? Well, I have good news. It's not for a person like you. It's for you. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. The words of the Magnificat proclaim to us, and Mary gives us God's answer. The Lord has done great things for me. He was brought for mercy on all those who call on him, from Elizabeth to ourselves, all a part of this grand story that is the narrative of the salvation story. So where are we in this story? Are we traveling the hill country with low expectations just to get away from the craziness of life? Or are we leaping for joy at the sound of the Savior's name, knowing that he has done, is doing and will do great things in and through you, his saved and redeemed people. Well, good news. God finds us where we are. He cares not for our expectations, our preconceived notions, especially our low expectations of the amazing things that he will do in our life, but he does care for you. And by his word, he can do anything, even, no, not even especially the unexpected. So this Christmas, look for the unexpected joy that God brings through the birth of the blessed Savior, Redeemer of all things and Master of the unexpected. Amen. continue with the prayers of the church. Please stand. We ask that you continue 
to spread your gospel message, the message of your tiny child come at Christmas to redeem us all to the world around us. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we bring to you the prayers in our hearts, the prayers of people who are, who are sick, ill, or injured. Help us to know how to comfort them. And help us to bring your comfort to the people around us who are injured and sick and those who are mourning. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The congregation may be seated as we gather our offering.
of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In your boundless mercy you sent your son, servant John the Baptist to proclaim that in Christ the kingdom of heaven draws near. With thankful hearts we pray, Come, Lord Jesus, confident that in his body and his blood given us to eat and drink, we receive the forgiveness of sins and so proclaim his death until he comes again in glory. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night which he betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, after supper, our Lord took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Welcome to the Lord's table. Take eat, this is the body of Christ given for you. Take eat the body of Christ which is given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take eat the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take eat this is the body of Christ given for you. 
taking the body of Christ, which is given for you. Taking the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Taking this is the body of Christ, given for you. Drink the blood of Christ, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. The blood of Christ, shed for you. Take drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Now may this, the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you from this day forward. Now depart in his peace to life everlasting. Amen.
67, the last three verses of Okan Okan. Four verses. 